Welcome to the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. We discuss five questions in less than 15 minutes, and I am very excited to welcome our guest today. This is J.J. Urueskes. He is a human optimization strategist out of Austin, Texas. And J.J., I'm excited for you to explain to the audience what a human optimization strategist does. So please share with the audience what it is that you do. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for having me at the podcast. And I am, like you said, my name is JJ Rescas. I'm a human optimization strategist, which means I work with leaders, helping them to avoid burnout and achieve sustainable peak performance. How I do that? I developed a framework called the Human Ops Framework, which enables people to upgrade their physiology, their psychology, and their emotions. Overall, that's that's the biggest, that's a big perspective of this framework. So as you can notice, I come from the tech background and we will have very technical terms here, but not that complex. Well, I love what you do because it is really needed. We need our entrepreneurs and business owners and all leaders really to avoid that burnout that you were talking about because it can get tiring sometimes. So I'm glad you're doing what you're doing. Well, JJ, let's uh, go ahead and get started with our questions. As you've been building your business, what's one challenge that you've overcome that you're especially proud of? <laughs> when I was thinking about this, like you said, I, it is, I overcame myself. That is the first obstacle. <laughs> and what I mean by this is that we as leaders, my theory is that we as leaders are the ultimate bottleneck of our growth in every single team. If we are not upgrading ourselves, like in this case, for example, the software or the apps or the hardware that we have, it's constantly upgrading. If we're not upgrading at the same rate, then we are impeding the constant upgrade or constant growth of our teams. So one of those um, things that I'm proud of is I started thinking so minimally. I was thinking in this small bubble, and that is what we call thinking inside of the box. Well, I later had to move into a bigger box. And then I realized that I was in a, in a still in a small box for that new context, which for some people, they will say, oh, I'm here again. No, I said, wait, wait a second. There is a bigger box. There is a bigger box. And there is a bigger box. So the first limitation that I had is I was so bad at uh, sales. Oh my God, I was so afraid of sales, right? So, so, so ashamed of sales. How can I sell? But Lane's like, no, 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 I'm serving people. And if I'm not providing the service, I'm giving them a this, I'm making them a disservice. So that was one of them. And from that, from that point on, you can see how many other uh, layers of self obstacles that I was able to conquer. And I still will. I still keep conquering them. No more. I really love that because you're absolutely right. For all of us, myself included, we run into the challenges that we place in front of ourselves. And so your your ability to help leaders overcome themselves, I think is fantastic. That is awesome. Love it. All right. Question number two. How can leaders help nurture and foster creativity in their teams? Well, first, not by saying, be more creative. No, that actually causes the opposite, <laughs> guys, just so you know. So one of the, the, the things that have worked for me over the years is giving the people space within their uh, allocated time, giving them space during that allocated time to play, literally to play. What does that mean? And this one is, for example, something that comes from Google is giving people, let's say 10% of their time when they 
where they can play with any new technology, where they can try any crazy thing within realms of what is safe for their team, for their company, let's say, right? And not asking even anything out of that. It's like, just go and play. And if you find something interesting, come back and tell us. Come back and tell us. And, like and Sean, I have <laughs> countless of, of, uh, of uh, events when people came and came up with breakthroughs that they first discovered. And then I was baffled, like, well, let's go with that idea. I That's love that. I'm... You know, we, we don't play enough, I don't think. I'm a big fan of playing. I do have to make sure I'm disciplining myself to get some work done. But playing is, is really important. It helps relax the brain and gets people to think creatively. I love that. I love that idea. I love that suggestion. And I hope that all of the listeners and viewers will really take that to heart because that is a really important part of fostering that creativity. All right, question number three, how can leaders help build trust between team members? This one comes from uh, Coach Bill Campbell. By the way, if you have not read The Trillion Dollar Coach, it is a fantastic book. Do you know that one, Sean? The I'm not familiar Dollar. with that one, no. So Bill Campbell used to be a football coach, American football coach, that somehow ended up coaching Steve Jobs, Larry Page, Sergey's, and all the top-notch people from Silicon Valley. And he uses this technique that I use pretty much that in the tech world, it's called pair programming. In, tech, in the tech world, it's pair programming. But what I mean by this is getting two people that... Um, may not be totally related or working uh, for a while, or maybe a new person and, an, and, a, and a senior, let's say, and getting them together to do shadow pilot work. What does that mean? You and I are going to are tasked with this responsibility. So we're, we're going to, to brainstorm around this, and one of us is going to take the lead on this one, and the other one is going to support, but at the same time. I know that for many leaders that that is like a crazy idea because two resources focused on, on one simple task, it's crazy. Nevertheless, the ROI here is more than just financial because that's what creates the trust between those team members. And later you can say, okay, great. You have worked one or two projects together. Now go and do your stuff. But what you're doing is that you're allocating and you're creating bonds between them so that they can trust each other. And when and, and that's what allows communication to flow easily and avoids creating silos. So the strategy is called paired programming. Did I hear that? Paired programming. Yeah, oh, paired programming. And it's in essence, getting two people to work together in, in defined projects, very defined projects. So they're kind of fighting through the same battle together. And that's where it's going to yeah. build that, that trust there. I like that. Navy SEALs are called swim bodies, right? Oh, it's a great suggestion. Thank you. All right. Question number four. A shared experience that might be perceived as a failure, but you feel like it was a success. You kind of turned it into a win. This one, and as leaders, we would be nothing without teams. So a leader is a leader because it's a team behind this. And I remember years ago, I was leading a tech team and um, one of the engineers, brand new engineer to the company, to the team, uh, he was given a task to recreate something for one of the other teams that we were serving. And he somehow blow out something in production, like the entire platform. It was a software, uh, software as a service uh, platform. He blow out the part that 
massively impacted customers. So you can imagine how many calls we got and how many problems we had. Well, that thing, he was so ashamed. He, it was like his third or fourth week, I guess, in, in the Ooh. job. And he thought, I'm out of here. Like, I'm out of here. We said, no, 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 this is okay. We actually protected the, the, the team saying, telling the other teams, telling, guys, this was a mistake. Definitely was a team's mistake, not his mistake, by the way, no finger pointing, but it was our mistake. We own it. Now let us fix this thing first. So poof, first things first, remediation. We remediated the problem. Customers were back to normal. And then that's when we got together. And like I said, no finger pointing. We said, what can we learn about this? What can we learn about this? And we realized that we did not have enough um, procedures or clear procedures and even naming. Um, and that's the reason he got confused. So it was something that could have happened to anyone. And uh, because of that, we decided to start incorporating something that Netflix created called chaos engineering, which is how do we arm ourselves in small doses to learn from that, to avoid that at bigger scales. And thanks to thanks to that event is that it happened. Over, obviously years later, this engineer was not fired. He, he, he turned to be one of the best engineers of the, of the team because he was so, so confident in his skills after that. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that because I love the fact that, first of all, you had that culture of saying, hey, a mistake was made, but let's learn from it. And you helped build his confidence. But I also like the fact that you, you recognize that, hey, this was comparatively a small mistake. It could have been a lot bigger, but because we found it when it was small, now we don't have to worry about it becoming a bigger problem. So that's a great, love that approach, love that attitude. I think that's fantastic. All right, question number five. JJ, tell us a little bit about your first job. Well, my first job was in the in the tech realm. And uh, how I ended up there is because a friend of mine was, was leaving a company, a software company to move to another one and they needed someone. And I was, I think, the first person that he found <laughs> when he was walking on the street. But the point is that I got to that job and it was a software developer job. And I remember that at that time, probably it is, Sean, probably it's 15 years ago. I don't, I cannot even remember how, how, how long was it. But uh, we were trying to, and this one was in Bolivia, in South America, and we were trying to map out the constitution, the, the Bolivian constitution and, and laws, so that even articles can link to other articles. It was pretty, pretty interesting idea, because yeah. the jurispr uh, jurisprudence or the way that you interpret an article here may conflict with other ones in other different laws. Think about here in the States even, things may change between the federal and the local, right? Mm -hmm. So at that time, it was, it was a big deal at, at that time, and it was so tough to pull that off. So I'm not saying that we pulled that off. Actually, I think that I was the roadblock there. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know better. But the funny thing is that nowadays, actually, these days I am... I am uh, sharing uh, something called second brain with many leaders and that second brain is is a productivity level that is designed for the age of information the funny thing sean is that now how what i what i'm, what I'm teaching to them is connecting our notes that we talk as, as leaders with other nodes 
So small articles or, or paragraphs are getting connected with other ideas in other articles. And now that's creating an, uh, an immense amount of knowledge compared to just information. So thinking mm. about this, in, looking at this in hindsight, at that time, 15 years ago, I, we probably did not have enough technology to do that because we wanted to create breakthroughs at, at that stage, right? In the lawyers, attorneys that use that one. And nowadays we have the tools and it's funny how I came back to the same point so many years ago, so many years later. Well, obviously it was a good start for you then because it's led to all of this. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. JJ, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. I've really enjoyed it. How can people find you? Well, people can find me in jjruescas, that is R-U-E-S-C-A-S.com, jjruescas.com. Also in the podcast, Optimizing Me or jjruescas.com slash podcast. You can check the content there. All the Instagrams, all the LinkedIn's, all the YouTubes, everything is under my name. And the purpose of my business, like I said, it is to help leaders avoid burnout and achieve optimal and sustainable performance. So, Sean, I'm so thankful to be part of the Team Engagement Podcast. Thank you for the work that you are doing as a leader. You are an example for me and for many other leaders, I bet. So I hope to stay in touch with you guys soon. Definitely. Well, thank you. You're very kind. I appreciate that. And yes, let's definitely stay in touch. This is Sean Richards with the Team Engagement Podcast, where leaders of teams share their insights. For more ideas, go to teamengagementpodcast.com. We also invite you to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you may be watching or listening to it. And we also remind you, as always, to have humility to learn and then courage to act on what you've learned. Thanks so much for joining us today. Have a great day.